The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present The Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. Sleep, sleep, beauty bright, dreaming in the joys of night. Sleep, sleep in thy sleep. Little sorrow, sit and weep. Sweet babe in thy face, soft desire I can trace. Sweet joys and secret smiles, little pretty infant wiles. As thy soft limbs I feel, smiles as the morning still. Over thy cheek and over thy breast, where thy little heart does rest. Oh, the cunning wows that creep in thy little heart asleep. When thy heart does awake, then the dreadful night shall break. Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you. You, 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 the, the girl in the back corner. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, baby. Hey, baby. I'm hitting you with my sexy voice. Hey, baby. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for hitting that button and coming into the Sandman Lullaby, where we talk about things like dreams, philosophy, esoteric mysteries, knowledge, and uh, what I have for you today, last last uh, episode, we did basically a PSA, a public service announcement about service, 
about how it is to go out there and make your future serving your fellow man. So uh, what we did today, and uh, I, what was that noise? Wait, was that your chair going back? Was that one of your chairs? Oh, that, well, Rob's pointing at his wife. Just like a married couple, they point at each other. Let me introduce the people I have in this studio right here. That is Mr. Rob Horton, the finger-pointing husband. How's it going? Pretty good, the finger-pointing husband. And let me uh, introduce JD2, yeah. the innocent one over there that got blamed for the chair making a sound. <laughs> It wasn't her. Trust me on that one. Uh, if you remember back in episode number 15, I think it was back in April of uh, this year that uh, they came in with Amanda and uh, they told some of their stories. And actually, they were, they were interested in coming back. So I brought them on back into the studio. They drove about a, a good hour to get back in here in the Tampa Bay area. And they sat outside for another hour, so they they were really waiting to get in here. So, uh, October. We're in the month of October. Yes, it's a really special month for us. October 20th was our three-year anniversary. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Happy anniversary. That's actually very cool that you... What is the secret of staying together? Because usually about this time... The three, it jumps in years. The third year is usually one of the tougher years. What could you say actually that probably what struggles might have you went through in these last years and made it to your third year? I guess making it to your third year, you should just get all the hard struggles out first. <laughs> if you make it, you're going to make it. If not, you won't. <laughs> well, now that's actually true. It's like gold purified through the flame. Lots of flame. I think it goes like three, seven, nine. It's just the numbers kind of get really weird when it goes through like that. Well, let me introduce Rob real quick. Rob is a uh, controller. He does a, uh, he has control of something that's called Horton Hears You Too. Yes, that is a, a business that I'm kicking off uh, officially starting the beginning of 2019. Um, however, I'm working and laying the groundwork for my resources and other things of that nature to be able to tap into when helping others. Okay, and uh, it's basically going to be on the web, or how do the people get in touch with you that way, or what are they? What are you going to be doing? Well, initially, I'm looking into going on the radio and helping people that call in and stuff of that nature. Cool. Originally. Wow, maybe um, I know somebody that's in radio. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> kind of thought that might might be kind of simple to do these days, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As where before it was never a thought that crossed my mind, you know, but with each new door you open, there's new opportunities. There's new and things there. There's new things there. ability to reach out and help more people is going to be what, what uh, is going to make the biggest impact on this world. So I think that's where I'll start. So is that basically where you see yourself of giving service? Well, uh, for starters, there's that. And then there's other uh, programs that I've gotten involved with, with uh, a local uh, church, if you will, um, in Sarasota called the Sarasota Center of Light. And uh, they're actually on the same level with things that are here that most people don't even know that there's a uh, metaphysical church in Sarasota. But, cool. Uh, it's actually pretty awesome. I, I like it a lot. Cool. JD. Hey. Talk to me. You, you're a graphic artist. Yep. And uh, what have you been doing lately since we last talked to you? Um, well, I've been doing a lot of working, but um, I've been doing a lot of artwork, uh, putting some beautiful pieces together. I like just sitting there and uh, blending images and bringing artwork to life with random inspiration. I don't 
really have like a set topic. If I see something that inspires me or like I just have an image pop into my head, I'm like, okay, I can totally pull this together and like have it tangibly in front of me. And then like totally wow people on the internet when they look over at it. And then like I hide little subliminal messages about myself in images that like typically you don't want everybody to know, but if they're smart enough to see it and point it out, I'm like, hey, you're one of us, you know? Well, see, that's like esoteric knowledge. A lot of people, the ancient artists, they put a lot of their little symbolism inside their art. So do you put your, uh, do you put some of your dream work and some of your other knowledge inside of it? I feel like I do. Yeah. Like it's a bunch of random inspiration. So daydream work is mainly what I work off of. Like if it just pops up into my head while I'm like floating off there, like in a thought, I'm like, okay, random inspiration. Let's pull this together and make it a reality. Cause I like, I like dwelling in the beauty of it. That's a beautiful thing. Rob, we really didn't talk about this. Uh, Last time, we didn't talk about the realm of dreams. Okay, where do you think that actually the realm of dreams comes from? Well, initially, on like a basic genetic level, um, I believe it's the brain's method of receiving and disseminating the information essentially is an organizational method of the brain. Now, um, just like anything else, you're, you're processing that as it's putting those files where it thinks they should go, which is where you get bits of other information that come into your dream. Um, and the ability to control what information and what um, aspects of your dream you're, you're kind of hanging on to and you're able to uh, take that and have what's called lucid dreaming. Right. Um, but initially, just for the, the beginning part, it's taking your waking day and breaking it down and putting it into your brain uh, so that you can process what you went through and not have all that information or data stored up and taking up your... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. ROM, so to speak, in your brain, so that you can attack the next day with a fresh palette, so to speak, of your brain, and then that way um, you can take in new information and process new issues and whatnot. Well, you talked about lucid dreaming when you uh, were here last time. You were talking about when you're young, that's when you start learning how to basically control your dreams through lucid dreaming. And uh, how has that actually worked out lately? Well, I, I think it's developed to the point where I can almost directly ask a question and get an answer. Um, typically, drip, drifting off to sleep, I can focus on one particular question or uh, piece of information that I want to know or need to know about the <clears throat> up-and-coming information, uh, you know, for the next day or something uh, that I, I haven't had a chance to actually solve in a particular issue. And usually, either through my dream or uh, through the following day, I'm able to actually have that deja vu moment where it's like, oh, here's what you were looking for. Almost as if, you know, when synchronicity comes in, it's like, hey, tapping you on the shoulder, pay attention here, look at this. And usually it leads you right where you need to go, right where you've asked that question. Um, a lot of times if you're able to be connected with your higher form of self, right, which is 
essentially the rest of your soul, um, which then steps up into the tears that I would say that lead to the connection between your direct soul and the original source, which we call God. <clears throat> so if you're able to continue that chain of communication upwards and kind of align everything, you're, you're able to actually put it into a, a quite a cut and dry scenario where you're able to actually pose a specific question and get a specific answer almost immediately. Um, and a lot of times it gets over time, it gets less convoluted, you know, because at first you're like, oh, let me ask this question. And a lot of times we don't know how to pose the question. I find when it comes to problem solving for people, you're like, oh, well, I just got in a car accident or something. Right. Who do I call for help? You know, well, how do you help yourself first? You know, and how do you protect yourself? Maybe the right question instead of, you know, just calling a lawyer or, you know, whatever doctor referral line uh, right off the bat. So there's definitely depending on each situation, there's different ways to handle it. But a lot of times we don't know the proper way to ask the question to find the solution. Like uh, you go on Google and you ask your question, you get 10,000 things that you didn't ask for, you know, till you refine your search and actually put it in the proper question way. Cause there's, you know, there's the vagality of what you understand. And then there is the non-vague actual answer of what you thought you were trying to ask. So you'll get a direct answer, but then you'll be like, oh, that's not what I asked. Well, in a way it is. You well, know, that was what you're looking for. Sometimes it's like when you're when I would give somebody a tarot reading, it's usually not the what they wanted to hear. It wasn't the question that was on the mind, but that's what came through. And then they go, oh, wow, that's actually, that means more than what I was really thinking about at the time. Exactly. So, J.D., hey. time and space. Dream. Go on Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> time and space. Dreams. Do dreams exist within time and space? I believe that they do. I think that they can exist on the outside as well. I feel like there's a bit and piece of all of us that exist on the outside of time. Because if time is a shell and we die and we exit this shell, we exist on the outside of, of time as we do on the inside of time at the same time. So all those dreams have to be coming from somewhere. And I think they're coming from kind of like what Rob was talking about with the... Uh, with the higher form of self, that higher form of self is just kind of like on the outside looking in. Like I was, I've been there, done that. Here's a little bit, like a little bit of something I think is going to help you or open up your eyes or help you process this information. Or, you know, just like, I feel like my higher form of self has a sense of humor, kind of throw some things down there to shake me up a little bit. So like, I feel like we definitely exist outside of time and our consciousness and our dreams do as well. Have you seen your soul through your dreams? Um, I'm not quite sure that I could pinpoint that, to be honest. If I have, probably a bit too, uh... Do you have a certain color when you dream that you're surrounded by or anything like that, aura-wise? You know, to be honest, when I dream, I'm typically not myself unless it's a really deep, meaningful dream. Really? Yeah, typically I'm somebody else, part of, like, that might be part of, like, the collective consciousness thing, but, like, I could be... Male, female, multiple different ages, different situations, and, like, I'm just working through. And sometimes it's not even anything that's, like, relevant to, like, a tangible human world. And I wake up, I'm like, how do I even write that down? Like, how do I describe that? So, Well, what's your view on reincarnation? Uh, I think reincarnation exists. I think that uh, 
each life is like a refining moment for your soul to like get better and learn lessons that it may not have learned before. Right. So I, I believe in reincarnation and the memory of dreams. I actually had a memory of a past life when I was like 18, learning to shake off a few religious shackles that were put on me as a child. And uh, I actually remembered being in the exact building that I got the memory in which was at the in-between in Longmont, Colorado. Um, it's been told that there's like three angels there that like help guide us uh, in-betweeners and like kind of help us through our high, our hard time. But um, I was learning how to shake off those shackles and I was kind of like closed-minded towards all of it because it's like really hard to get rid of those programmed responses. Right. So once I got rid of them and I started like dreaming and like opening up like my spiritual view on things I had a memory of being there as a nurse and I was like taking care of patients and like healing people and I like had a chalkboard in front of me these people are like mainly military and I'm just like doodling being myself which is kind of like weird I had the same type of personality and I write a name on the board. I can't remember the name today, but I wrote a name on a board, drew a heart around it, just, you know, goofing around. And that was the end of my memory. And I went to the person who was coaching me, who was like attending classes at the Boulder Psychic Institute. And um, we ended up doing some research on the place. And it turned out that it was like a mental institution for uh, military vets uh. back in World War II. Two or one, the Hitler one. <laughs> I think that's two. Yeah, two. <laughs> so it was. You, a, don't, you don't watch the History Channel a lot, do you? No, I, <laughs> okay. no. But uh, my other half calls it the Hitler Channel. The Hitler. He says that's all they ever they ever do. Yeah, so I I feel like reincarnation exists, and I believe that like tapping into those memories happens, and if there's other planes that exist and different uh, levels to everything, including existing on the outside of time, like. I feel like dreams leaking into that could be why dreams are like such a wide range. Wow. Synchronicity key. You kind of touched on the synchronicity key in the last episode. You want to tell me about what the synchronicity key is, Rob? It's a book by uh, David Wilcox, I believe. And um, essentially it touches on a few studies that actually study the soul and our interconnectivity, which... Janessa actually just touched on a minute ago with the collective unconscious. Right. Um, or, well, I guess it's not unconscious. It's the collective consciousness. Um, it's basically the third tier, if you will, of being able to control your dreams if that were the, the second tier and where you're communicating with your higher self. Then there's the overall communication bubble that you're able to pull uh, deep information from usually. Um, and you're able to actually tap into that through what they did was a study of uh, seances where they put people under in like deep, deep, deep hypnosis, which I know that's kind of not in this particular scenario, but for most people that's out of the realm of normal, you know, behavior is doing seances well, with people. Normal is only a setting on your dryer. That is correct. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Well, anyway, so moving forward from that, there's actually... Um, <clears throat> The synchronicity itself, which is um, the simultaneous occurrence of events that appear significantly related but have no connectivity, or at least obvious connectivity. Right. Um, but 
through that, what David Wilcox actually does is draws a pretty nice line um, through all the information and connect it and basically tie it up in a bow saying that um, based off of our cycles in history, bringing up Hitler, which is interesting, um, and going through and watching that happen over and over again, which is where she also touched on the lessons that we, we have to learn. And I feel like as a society, um, collectively, we're, we're all trying to learn these lessons over and over and over again until we get it right. Um, and I feel like we, a lot of people would say, you know, look at the world now, it's not doing so great, blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, I can honestly say, I think spiritually we're doing a lot better um, as far as dealing with everyone um, interconnectively and trying to see it as uh, someone close to ourselves when we're dealing with other people. Um, actually, in uh, the synchronicity key, that study I was telling you about with the seances is referred to as the law of one study, right. which you can bring up the PDF online. It's free. And you can read through, I don't know, it's thousands of pages of studies that they've done. And basically, they tap into that collective consciousness and ask it questions. They thought originally they were talking to aliens, but then they figured out, oh, we're talking to our the, that person's higher form of self, which is your all-knowing, all-everything. But the part of you that makes it here, like Janessa said, is your imperfect portion or a portion that needs to be refined or you need to come help in some scenarios. Um, but for the, the most part, uh, synchronicity means a lot when it comes to how we interact with each other and essentially do, learning from all of the uh, different ascended masters, if you will, like right. uh, Jesus, Buddha, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that they're all equal in every scenario. However, I believe that the information they were trying to put forth is pretty substantial. And if everyone could look at them all in the same light and say, wow, they were trying to teach us something, let's try to start learning, I think we'd be better off for it. Well, that's what they say. Take uh, the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth, and <laughs> that way you cotton actually, mouth. yeah, you learn something. <laughs> JD, you had a uh, a dream that you were talking yes. about. Yes. Um, so I have a dream that I recorded on March seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. I uh, went through my dream journal and I like pulled it up and I like read through it and it was just really deep. Um, I feel like this dream is more like of uh, me trying to process something that may have been wrong within myself or, but yeah. Um, would you yeah, be okay ahead, with go, me reading go, that? Go, girl. Sweet. I'm going to sit back and meditate. Okay, cool. So I was having a normal dream, then completely out of context with my dream, a dude found me. He handed me a wallet and said that we needed to talk when I was ready. I opened the brown leather wallet and saw my dad's ID. I was tempted to just ignore the dude and continue with my conversation in my dream. But I'm not one of those uh, people to wait when I'm curious. I took him off guard when I asked him uh, to stay and to talk to me about it. I said, hmm, this is my biological father. What's going on? He turned around and said, well, he died last night. I felt a heartless response about to touch my lips. I wonder how I could be so cold to someone who made me. I pulled back the words before they were spoken, but the man already knew what I was going to say. He understand the complex thoughts running through my head and how I wanted to care because that's who I am. 
but didn't because the daddy's girl I used to be was choked out and never resuscitated like the DNR he decided to place on his life. Except for unlike him, I wanted him to save me. I wanted him to love me, but for years I watched him from afar, loving somebody else's daughter. Holding his grandchildren, having a life full of love, while his biological child was a few states away, constantly feeling worthless and fighting off terrible thoughts on why none of her parents could love her. That man killed me and never cared. So why won't my mind let me utter the messed up things he's put me through by abandoning this little daddy's girl? When he left, I would cry every night wishing he would come back for me. When I had encountered my first spirit, he, he comforted me and told me he had saw it as well. When my mother was telling me it was just my imagination. I went through years of people trying to understand my thought pattern and tearing me apart because they just couldn't understand. When he was the only one who could understand what I was going through at all. All I ever wanted was to be loved, understood, but I learned at a young age, unconditionally loving someone, being all theirs like a daddy's little girl, I was eventually going to have it ripped away or have to fight for it harder than other people. Um, this course of events caused my fear of abandonment and multiple issues that I had to learn to cope with. I would watch my sister's dad fight for her like she was the most important thing in the world. I saw this heartbreak in myself and her father would empathize with me. I'm not a bitter person. This angel man absorbed every word I couldn't speak in my internal conflict. That part of me died and I want it I want it to be resuscitated. But the good person in my heart couldn't handle the pain. I spent years repairing it on my own. Why must I relive my first heartbreak from the person who was supposed to love me unconditionally? Why am I considered a bitter person? Why do I feel this guilt? And why isn't this angel saying anything? And then I was ripped out of sleep. Wow. How did you feel when you wrote that? Um, to be honest, I don't remember writing it. Really? That's why when I read it through my journal, I was like a little taken. So like sometimes I go through um, events and they end up being blocked out or I choose not to focus on them because they hurt too much. So I feel like I may have just written that down to write it down and then choose not to think of it. And when I went back and found it, I was like, wow, this is pretty deep. It is, is, but it's very beautiful too. Right. Thank you. (laughs) It's very beautiful. It is. I mean... <clears throat> That's me coughing there because I almost choked up. Uh, <laughs> no, because we have a lot of listeners uh, that go, you know, we, we get a lot of downloads for the show. And uh, what I'm finding out gradually is that the show t- touches a lot of people. And something as simple as that, you know, that you probably wrote down, don't remember writing, will probably touch so many lives out there. So right. I'm, you, I'm very blessed to sit here and listen to that and blessed to be able to put it out there across the wavelengths of the air you know <laughs> maybe the aliens are going to listen to this one. so <laughs> right you, you never know but that was very beautiful thanks i felt like it was um kind of uh me processing the internal conflict of being a forgiving good person but also not wanting to uh completely process that so i feel like that dream may have been something higher telling me that I needed to face it. 
But even as I dreamt it, when I woke up, I obviously wasn't really able to, so. We're almost to the end, which sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. But there's usually a typical question that I ask at the very end of the show, but y'all already did that question. That's if you uh, were able to meet somebody in your dreams, who would you want to meet? And I was like, I have to come up with something different. So the difference is anywhere in your dreams, in time and space, if you could go on vacation anywhere, Rob, where would you go? Well, it's funny you ask because sometimes when I'm having trouble sleeping or drifting off to sleep, I'll actually intentionally go on like an entire world vacation. I'll visit the pyramids of Giza. I'll go to uh, Paris, France, you know, um, Italy, stuff of that nature, uh, Rome. And not that I've actually ever been there, but it's pretty easy to picture from everything uh, that you see, you know, history books and stuff like that, internet, we got Google Earth now. So if I really wanted to get detailed, I could just Google Earth it and then go to sleep and then kind of travel around. I've even um, tried to, while with, with Janessa here sleeping next to me, um, actually reach into her dream and pull her with me on my vacations like that. Um, I don't know if that, has that ever worked? Because I've tried a few times. I guess that's a dream for another uh another episode yeah we had we had one that got pretty deep uh, i think i recall which yeah. one you're talking about where i actually took her into a, a different time and dimension in our dream and actually left her there yes. what you just i guess i woke up to go to the bathroom or something and you and just, just left, left her, her in her your there. dream Dude, yeah that, it was awful. there was no exit procedure okay once again three years usually mm-hmm. that's usually a thing but i'm i'm, I'm pulling for you i'm pulling for you <laughs> time yeah. and space is there a certain time when you, uh, for your vacation, usually in that, in that scenario, it's uh, it, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's ancient. It's more modern, but I, I'm not typically surrounded by anyone that would give me any kind of indicator of what time okay. I'm in. So it's kind of a timeless place. Okay. JD two. A. Same question. If you're able to dream anywhere in time and space, if you're going to go on vacation, where would you go? I guess I would want to go to the end. So I guess this is my little emo child coming out. But like, I feel like getting to the end, if it was like a vacation through time and space, when I've already gone through all of everything I needed to go through to become my highest form of self, I'd like to go to the end and meet that person and get a little bit more clear answers instead of some really thick dreams you know i have chills going up and down <laughs> my arm i would never expect that as an answer that is a very very intelligent and peaceful answer too Thank the you. first thing that pops in my head was uh, armageddon where he's sitting on the nuclear warhead right saying, i got front row seats to the end of the world <laughs> You know, that well, kind of thing. See, That's what I thought about. Where we're at right now in our time in existence, we're at the, you know, each generation thinks they're at the pin- pinnacle of technology and right. everything. Right. But would you rather live in the most boring time of existence or when everything is just going on? Let's call it the most peaceful time in existence instead of boring. Yeah. Yeah. Because we always, we're always wanting peace, but then when it's boring, there's always someone to stir the pot, you know? Well, see, being a Gemini, I'm the one that likes seeing that pot get stirred. Right. So, hey. and, and that that's what makes it exciting sometimes. I'm usually a protagonist or antagonist. What's your, what's your, uh... Sagittarius. You're, well, you're a seeker. 
Yeah. You're a seeker. You're 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 chasing you're chasing the rainbow. <laughs> I found it. She's right there. Aww. Aww. Yeah, I'm an Aries, so I'm a child at heart. So I did want to just... sorry uh, I did want to toss something in before we wrap up. What's that? Uh, I actually met with uh, a friend of mine and, and his uh, mother. Um, I'm not going to throw any names out there, but um, and she was telling me a, a story about a dream after her husband passed away, and uh, he came back and basically told her, you know, this world, this life, everything we're doing here is not a game of riches, not a game of fame, not a game of anything other than a game of kindness. And I often will pass that along to people and ask them, do you think you're winning in that game of kindness? Or do you think you got lost in the materialistic world that we live in? And just something for your listeners to think about, maybe. That's your higher masters. That's your higher master. Sir, I bow to your Buddha. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uh, don't forget on Monday you have Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Mr. Aaron Hunter. Yeah, he's the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man that's too sweet to be sour. And on Tuesday you have – I love that giggle. And on Tuesday you have Aaron's Horror Show. That's with Mr. Aaron Frail. Yeah, he basically goes through a bunch of horror stories or horror movies or – Anything that deals with the realms of horror, so uh, you don't have to actually check it out because a lot of crap is coming out of Hollywood. And on Wednesday, you have Terry's Mysterious Moments. That's with Mr. Terry Davenport from Texas. And lately, he's been going through his realms of haunted hotels. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, Anything to say before uh, I set the world free? Rob, I'll give you the mic. Peace be with you all. And he nods. JD2? <laughs> oh, hold on. Right before I let jump to her. Uh, how do I get in touch with you? You could reach me at Horton Hears You 2 on Facebook. Or uh, Horton Hears You 2, and that's you, and then the number 2, at gmail.com. There you go. JD2, go ahead. You got some parting words of wisdom? Don't forget to shake your shackles and open your mind up. Shake them shackles. How do they get in touch with you? Um, you can, I, I also, uh, help run Robert's website, so you can get in touch with me through that as well. There you go. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this has been the Sandman Lullaby and, uh, go out there, hug somebody, be of service and go in peace. Otherwise you've been in, if I could find the right clip so I can close the show, blah, 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 blah. Where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I? Oh, there it is. Ooh, see, this is what happens when you do it live. So otherwise... There's the kindness. There's the kindness. There it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, see you next time. Peace.